You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leo Cardoza. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, we want to say thank you to um, Max from Build Bubbles. Uh, he posted this on the uh, podcasting subreddit. He made a podcast intro generator, and <laughs> that is ours, and I fucking love it. Yeah, and we are getting high tech uh, yeah. now. Yeah, because that's not the only new thing we got for you today, listeners. Hey, don't worry about the other new thing. You'll find out. <laughs> is that how we're doing it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. it. <laughs> Uh, so what are we doing today, Leo? That that, so that intro song how... really that intro really fucked me up, and now I don't know how to do the start of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is bonus content. This is Star Trek sucks. I'm Leo. I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack, and I'm sweaty. <laughs> it is very hot in Boise. Um, this is bonus content. You're welcome, uh, listeners, uh, true fans of this show will be aware that we did uh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home as bonus content uh, some time ago. Real and I did not know then. Yeah, real the, the, the real ones know. Um, I did not know that it's basically the uh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home is basically uh, part three of a trilogy. Yeah, um, which I sort of cottoned on to while watching the show, but... Or watching the movie, but uh, yeah, got me curious yeah, about the 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 other two things in the trilogy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's clear at the beginning of Voyage Home that you that you're missing something. Yep, you're missing a lot. <laughs> Actually, the first act of it is like, what? It, what is this? <laughs> they're on Vulcan and they have a Klingon ship, and now they're being court-martialed. Yeah just standard shenanigans um yep even by the even by the standards of of this show not standard shenanigans yeah yeah um but so we have decided that we're gonna go ahead and uh do this properly i guess we'll decide when when we get to after after three if we want to do a a revisit on four i don't think we're gonna want to do that just throwing that out there now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have any new inputs we always know absw always be stealing whales um we already know that uh you know in in any situation in any time period and on and on any planet kirk is gonna find a way to fuck right and i i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that we might have already done the best podcast anyone's ever done on Star Trek for the Voyage Home. And that's not me being proud of myself or anything. That's just because I don't think there's a lot of competition on that. Yeah, I, I think there, I mean, as, as we established in the, uh, the intro, there is, there are no other Star Trek podcasts. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to watch... The Wrath of Khan. Have you seen this movie before? Not in its entirety, or, or really at all, to be honest. Um, um, 
I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off, but the one thing that had stuck out in my mind was the um, there's a point where um, uh, Chekhov and one other guy are getting mind controlled by by Khan um, and they get like little ear bug things Mm -hmm. stuck in their ears. And that's gross. And I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't here at Star Trek sucks. We don't approve of putting bugs in your ears. So Mm -mm. if that's what you're looking for out of a podcast, fuck off. Yeah, go to the Earbug podcast for that shit. I don't like thinking about that. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. Don't like it at all. What kind of segments would they have? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a thorax, that's a segment of a bug. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Don't say thorax. Ant- antipositor, I think that's a thing that bugs have. Because they're segmented creatures, you see. I do, I do get it. I do. Do you get, get it? it? I got it. Do you want me to go over it again to make sure? I, I got, I got it. I'm gonna get really close to the camera just so that you can feel confident of how much I have it. This is really good audio content. Did you just do a fart noise? No, that was you getting close to the camera. <laughs> Well, I blew the secret. <laughs> no, you didn't. You just farted because you got uh, close to the camera. <laughs> all right. I, if you want to keep... I, you, you must have some fucking dramatic reveal lined up for this thing. It would be very funny if I did, but I do not. Um, I got <laughs> very involved in the novel I was reading, and I didn't do fucking anything to prepare for this other than the things that I already had done, like, last week. <laughs> yeah because that's how i do uh well do you do you want to tell people what what you've done uh we have a soundboard now uh we're one of those podcasts with a soundboard um i'm open to suggestions in fact this week on get at us corner uh get at us with suggestions (laughs) on what we should do for the soundboard because right now i have uh explosion i have the show sucks obviously mm-hmm. a couple different farts for utility's sake yeah you need you need obviously some i have real saying internet um that's for when i want to kill somebody <laughs> that one's for when i do kill somebody star trek and that's the name of the show that we watch not sure why i have that but i have it on there star trek it's good yep all right well, we're going to go watch a movie. It's almost like I spent like $150 on a sampler. <laughs> and I'm now trying to retroactively engineer a reason to own one. Um, it's almost like that. It is It is very similar to that. The show yeah. sucks. <laughs> uh yeah i'm glad we figured out a way to get that so that i can hear it too um all right well let's watch a movie all right uh the wrath of khan everybody do you want to make a noise oh there we go (laughs) god damn it uh
And we're back. Uh, Jack, how was that for you? I did too. And here's the other thing that I'm going to tell you that I didn't tell you up top. Oh, no. Because I didn't want to ruin it. Oh, no. I had already I already told you that I had just watched The Search for Spock. Uh-huh. That was not the entire truth. Oh. Uh. I have now watched this movie twice in the last week. Oh. Uh. Wait, I thought you you did tell me that you watched this one. I thought. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think you told me. Oh that. shit. Okay, I thought I I thought that I hadn't, and I thought that you didn't know that I just watched it. Uh, All right. No, well, I, regardless, I, I went in with the assumption that you had just watched it. Um, okay. Because I thought you had told um, me that. I don't listen to you very well, or or anybody. <laughs> um, if you're watching the, if you're listening to this, and you're a friend of mine, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> um so just to to level the playing field uh i did some real aggressive sobriety triage oh to make sure that my brain would be you know not too far ahead of the plot or nothing uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you don't want to come in with a close reading or anything like that uh <laughs> I mean, you can, uh, no, you don't want to remember the last time you watched this like 72 hours ago. Uh-huh. I now see what kind of episode this is going to be. Um, which wonderful. In fact, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, farts. Okay. I want to start by saying that the Kobe Mirage, Kobayashi Maru is fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's fucking it is stupid. bullshit. It is bullshit as a test. It is bullshit as a plot element. It is bullshit the idea that Kirk is the only person who ever quote unquote passed or beat the Kobayashi Maru and he got a commendation for completely missing the fucking point of the test. Right. Yeah, oh, I mean I don't so know. Bad. Like I don't I don't know. I've never been to a military academy. I don't know anybody that's ever been to a military academy this might be the kind of dumb bullshit they do there. But if it is stop doing that, it's fucking stupid. Stop it. It's dumb. Fuck off. I mean, I, I assume that, uh, that your, your average military Academy, uh, is going to do mostly combat simulations. And if everything is a combat scenario, then sure. They're like the, this, this makes sense because that's what Kirk does. He goes around, the fact that it's built built up as a no-win situation and he figures out a way to beat it by cheating on the computer. But that's not the fucking point. The stated point of the goddamn test, even from Kirk himself, who has never learned the lesson from the test, right. is that you're supposed to deal with an impossible situation. It, uh, right. It's, uh, it's, it's making so fucking the, it's, aggravating. Yeah, it's, the idea is that you're supposed to make the best of a, of a bad situation. And, they, and, and no, that no, they're, no. they're examining how you... How you do that, which yeah, I guess is like a fair thing to like want to check on in a aspiring military officer. But absolutely, the idea of like giving someone a commendation for hacking the test is like no, no, that's no, 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 not in the entire history of tests. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, like I mean, like just like the SAT is supposed to measure your your aptitude too, and there's a certain level of aptitude that comes with getting the answers for the SAT and smuggling them into the fucking testing chamber. 
Yeah, but you I don't think get it. They don't just give you a sixteen hundred or whatever it goes up to now for doing that. <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Oh god damn it. Um, okay, so the plot. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here is what we think about the Kobayashi Maru, and Kirk getting a fucking commendation for hacking it. Yes. Yes, we would. We would like to shoot at that. We would idea. like to shoot at it. <laughs> <laughs> at the abstract concept of that thing I just said. <laughs> Man, this soundboard's adding so much. Oh, I, I forgot one one other thing about the Kobayashi Maru that is fucking bullshit. It is that not every single cadet knows exactly what the test is trying to do. Like, Savage, Kirstie Alley is so fucking upset for, like, the entire movie that she didn't succeed here. But there have been how many generations, how many classes of Starfleet officers who have gone through this fucking thing, who have taken this fucking test, and who, like, there's no way everybody doesn't know what's on, what that test is for. Right, yeah, it's it's not like it's super classified or whatever. Like, you would imagine that it's probably, like, word has gotten out about this test, you would think. Uh, yep. And yet somehow it's you a fucking surprise every were. time. Also, I did not realize till you just said that that was Kirstie Alley. Um, oh, you didn't? <laughs> Kirstie Alley looking good as shit uh, in this movie. Yeah, uh, like er, one of the early uh, roles in, in her career. Um, she That character shows up in the next two movies, um, which you may, may not have put together, but... Um, if you remember there, there's a Vulcan woman on the ship in, in uh, movie number four. Um, and that's, that's Sabbath. Kirstie Alley did not chose not to reprise her role um, because she didn't want to get typecast as a Star Trek chick. Which seems probably wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I, it, yeah. although it also um, seems like these franchises just sort of drag on forever and you can probably just keep getting your bag forever. But if you have higher aspirations, yeah, it's probably good to not keep doing that. Yeah, that's kind of uh, um, yeah. The the people who do choose to just uh, lean into this being the only thing on their IMDb, like they're probably comfortable. You know, they work. Like, yeah, oh, they the, work. No, I'm sure they are. Like, I'm sure they live a very like comfortable life. Um, yeah, but but they're not going to be like, few, super like, famous you, or whatever. Well, if if you if you really aspired to be. Uh, an actor and have an acting career and, and do some things that I don't know, inspired people. Um, it's gotta be kind of a letdown, I would think. Yeah. You know, um, okay. Yeah. So Chekhov is on the Reliant. Do you want to talk they, about Romulan Ale before Reliant. we, Romulan Ale? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Romulan Ale before we get to Chekhov? Um, cause, uh, Bones gets oh, right. some Romulan ale for his birthday and, uh, it's blue. It, yeah, it seems to be extremely high ABV, which means it's not an ale. Um, and I don't know. They're being very weird about it. They're being very weird about the wrong. Yeah, they, I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts about this. They, subject. I mean, they, yeah, they drink it basically as a spirit, um, which 
I don't recall any other time. There uh, is another, I think it's the fifth movie in this series uh, where they're fighting the Klingons or something. And there's a scene where Kirk is like hung over from drinking too much Romulan ale uh, the night before. Uh, so may, I don't know. It, it's one of those, as far as like whether or not it's an ale, it's like, uh, fucking, you got to call like close enough analogs sure. between I mean, worlds. It's, yeah. It's colloquially you know? an ale, but it, it yeah. definitely seems like it's distilled to me. Yeah. It's like, it's, um, it's probably, yeah, it's some, somehow made into an high ABV, but it's fermented from grain and something resembling hops so they call it an ale but i do have a story about romulan ale um because as you will recall i have been to the star trek experience at uh, the las vegas hilton um and among the things that were available for sale on uh the promenade which was the shops area of the star trek experience was you could get a six pack of Romulan ale. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and I bought one and I drove it back up to Caldwell while I was still in college. And I took it to my buddy's house uh, to drink at the uh, premier party <laughs> that we had at his apartment <laughs> for uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, God. Which <laughs> is probably the second worst series in the canon in the universe let me see what the soundboard thinks about that the show sucks that show sucks yes that's correct soundboard um yeah and it was blue it was like a normal range abv um but i very keenly remember that it was blue because uh i spilled it all over the carpet in his apartment Uh, whoopsie do yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah um okay so we've talked about romulan ale i think probably enough to satisfy our sponsors uh romulan ale go to romulanale.com and enter promo code sucks sucks. (laughs) get some romulan ale i guess i don't know I am I am checking that website. <laughs> yeah, I got to remember to start checking these websites when I make up sponsors. Uh, yeah, we don't want to get sued or nothing. RomulanAle.com is available. So all you craft brewers out there who are uh, listening to this and making craft beer yeah. with your with your mustaches and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Get on, get that website, RomulanAle.com. Make a beer, call it Romulan Ale. We'll make it the official beer of this podcast. And uh, bingo, bango, bongo, profit. Yeah, I think that's how things work now. Um, mm-hmm. If they aren't, don't tell me. Don't tell me that this isn't how it works. Um, so moving on to your thing about checkoff. Right. Yes. So Chekhov is not aboard um, the Enterprise. He is aboard the Reliant and the Reliant is looking for a dead rock. Correct. Because they have a thing called the Genesis device, um, which is is, it's a terraforming bomb. um, Yes. Which is cool. Actually, I'm into that. 
Yeah, I kind of like it. I yeah. the the thing that I was just kind of um, I don't know disingenuous about at the beginning they were they like they find this planet and there's no life on it. Fine. Um, there is oh wait no one of the sensors there might be a thing and now we have to beam down oh yeah no this just this part was very stupid Uh, yeah they're like oh we found something that might be a remnant of life and then it's like oh apparently it's like 50 people plus all the food that they would need to live yeah yeah i mean that seems like your sensors aren't very good guys (laughs) that that part also was stupid but i also kind of felt like the scientists should have been kind of like, all right, I'm I'm fine with destroying a maybe proto-molecule something thing. Mm. Mm. Am I being a Nazi scientist there? Am I You're you're walking that direction. I'm endorsing Nazi science, aren't I? No, Fuck. no, 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 no. I said you're walking that direction. Just asking questions. Yeah, you're just asking questions. You're just you're just saying like, what if it was more about could than should, and <laughs> that's a problem that science has always had, is the could versus should problem. Um, yeah. So as as you said, they beam down. Uh, they can't find the micro life form that they think that they're looking for, but instead they find Ricardo Montalban and his merry men right. and women. Yeah, which again, I, I say your sensors suck ass if they can't tell the difference between some residual microbes and a bunch of fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your sensors suck a fat dick. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where uh, I think it's a commander, Commander Kyle, who seems to be in charge on the Reliant with the, the other two of them down on the surface, um, trying to call down to them to ask him what's going on. Uh, do you remember this scene? Uh, I mean, I do, but I don't remember anything funny about it. So he take just it away. Like, Commander Kyle. Look, he's like, it, he doesn't have speak with an English accent, but he just has this kind of British foppishness to him. He's got like a goatee, and he's sitting there like, oh yeah, he does. To, yeah, you're right. And he's talking to the 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 monitor uh, like somebody who has never used interacted with a computer before in his life right uh he's just this is commander kyle uh please respond it just i i don't know why that made me laugh i mean i have a guess but anyway (laughs) um, what's your what's your guess i did hang on uh i did uh do some googling because uh i and i i don't know why i didn't look this up the last time i watched the movie uh so khan was already introduced within the series um yeah no i i if he wasn't introduced within the series, the, this movie is terrible <laughs> as far as um, a piece of writing goes, because it hands waves away a lot of fucking character motivations. Yeah. And I also, I also felt very defeated while we were, while I was watching this, cause it was like, Oh, we're actually still not starting from the beginning. We have to fucking do all this <laughs> shit again. Fucking. Yeah. And so, so the, just the, the show sucks about that. <laughs> um the bad news about that is that yeah you're right and we have to go back and watch that episode yeah i know yeah i know 
Um, but he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, played by uh, Ricardo Montalban the entire time. Okay, that's something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The the trouble with it is the so there's there the trouble with it is is it's that um, I guess it's kind of the I don't know if you call it the first stages of Hollywood trying to be woke where rather because Khan is supposed to be originally from the Indian subcontinent hmm. um, and Ricardo Montalban decidedly is not from there. Oh, that's um, not a traditional Indian name. No. Huh. Interesting. So. I feel like there was a, a kind of a wave in Hollywood where previously they wouldn't have even bothered casting a person of color. Right. It would have been uh, Charlton Heston. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. It would have been uh, John Wayne as fucking uh, John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Wait, was it John Wayne or, or Charles? One, one of the, one or the other of those guys played Genghis Khan, which. No, it's John Wayne. Is it John Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Um, mm but yeah, you're yeah you're right. Where they're like, well, we should get a brown person, which I guess is progress. Yeah, <laughs> like you you want to you don't want to yell at them because they are technically moving in the right direction, but that's still very bad. It's like when your dog stops shitting directly into your mouth and starts shitting into your bed. <laughs> All right, I'm not. That's very specific yeah that's that scenario got away from me a little bit uh -huh. <laughs> um you brought this up before and i think uh you're absolutely right that this is very much a uh a boob boomer fever dream kind of situation um with and i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be boomers like boomers are kind of the go-to villain but it's just an older generation yeah, fever well, dream yeah boomers are the go-to villain because they are the exiting generation right now it's but it's gonna yeah. be us in a couple decades it's gonna be fu yeah. it's, it fucking everybody um, yeah yeah it's just although millennials warfare. are already getting dunked on by zoomers all over twitter it's very weird that's just because of the internet <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's Everything true. goes very fast because internet. God damn it. Um, yeah. This show got so, so much better when I figured out how to do the soundboard. Um, they, but yeah, they're, so they're talking about, you know, Bones tries to talk Kirk out of being an admiral because you got to get out there and be in the, be in the captain's chair. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and you know, there's all this it's kind of like, uh, side-eyeing and lack of trust aimed at the fucking, uh, at the ensigns on the ship. So they end up back on the Enterprise to take it out on a test run with like a new a graduating class of cadets. So I had, I had observed about the graduating class of the, of cadets. Um, what the fuck are they all wearing? What the fuck are these uniforms? That's the new uniform now. That sucks dick. It's that's the that's the uniform now they look like the the michelin man you know how um the military is uh really like cool and flexible um like open to change whether that be in ideas or fashion i had heard that yeah yeah how military uniforms just change with the you can tell when a person's served by their uniform because they just follow the fashions. 
You know, I remember uh, in the early 2000s, the soldiers were wearing the the very low rise uh, fatigue pants with the thong uh, yeah. sticking out of the back. Yeah. And then like the late aughts um, where all the male soldiers were wearing extremely tight uh, jeans. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, now where all of the female soldiers are wearing uh, high-waisted uh, mom fatigues. Or rompers. Or rompers, camo rompers. <laughs> God. Oh no! Uh, I know. I just I just willed that into being. <laughs> I'm gonna see an ad for it tomorrow. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired all the time. So they come aboard the ship to be introduced to the people who will replace them as they become uh, obsolete, and uh, Captain says hi to the people that we already know. And then he walks by like 10 people and he picks out one dude to say hi to. His name is Ensign Preston. And uh, so my first note at the top of this page is Preston's going to die. I do not remember what happened to that guy. Does he ever come back? Oh yeah. He got blown up. Yeah. When the ship got attacked. Cause that's my, that's my note at the bottom of this page. Oh, okay. Is, Okay, no, yeah, don't. Preston's dead. Right. Is he the yeah. one? I don't want to skip ahead. We'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. But yeah, yeah he's dead. Um. So the scene with Savick driving the ship, and this go this is again to the just like blatant lack of faith that they have in these new cadets. That ship needs to be driven like the ship length equivalent of maybe a hundred feet. Right and and just and just straight, just just keep just keep the wheel straight. Yeah, for hey, hey a little bit. <laughs> hey there, Mister Savick. Just go in a straight line for a minute. Well, and it's also like and th- <laughs> this goes back to the very first episode of this podcast we ever did. She's not actually doing fucking anything. She's telling Sulu to back the ship out of the fucking parking spot. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. And somehow this is her responsibility. Like it's baffling. I mean, the only thing that makes sense is it's a, is it's like a ceremonial thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it's a, yeah, it's a rite of passage to be the one who is technically in command of the ship. Yeah. As uh, it leaves when the it's, dock. Yeah when it's leaving the dock. But so it's also like, yeah. it doesn't seem like something you could fuck up. Yeah. Um, also, I noted that as, as they are pulling it out of the dock, there's like, there's just a guy standing, <laughs> standing at the outside of the dock, like waving, just like waving them out. Like you're like helping your dad back out of a difficult parking situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a job that, <laughs> That seems like a job you could automate. <laughs> that doesn't Listen, seem like you need a guy out there in a vacuum suit with the with just waving his arm. This what the this fuck show, is going on at the space station? <laughs> this show is a commie socialist hellscape <laughs> where everybody is everybody is has mandatory work, <laughs> ten ounces of black tar heroin and a job and healthcare that you have to pay for. And if they need to just give some guy a job and all he can do is wave his arm, then God damn it. That's coming out of your taxes too. 
version of socialism are you envisioning right now? <laughs> the exact same one that everybody who thinks what I just said yeah. is envisioning. Uh, I'm tired. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, uh, fucking Christ. Uh, we didn't even, did we talk about the earworms? No, we haven't got to the earworms yet. Um, uh. So... So Chekhov and and uh, the captain get captured by Khan, and he puts um, I don't, worms doesn't even do them justice. They're like centipedes or something. I don't know. They're they're yeah. They're they suck. They don't. I don't. Yeah, care they suck. Them. They they suck ass. Um, the other thing that came to my mind during that scene was. I don't think the ear is actually the most convenient way to access the human brain. I think the nose is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think it is. Um, I don't know why I never thought of that before. No matter what, you're going through some like shit that you, that the, the body sort of needs to not have gone through, but yeah. um, But yeah, I think the nose would be better because there's no way to get to the brain through the ear without, Weaving, your, puncturing, yeah, puncturing yeah, your like terms. weaving somebody deaf. Um, yeah, I don't know. You hear that, listeners? If you need to get at a human brain, go through the nose, listeners. This episode you... <laughs> brought to you by Nose. It's the best way to reach your brain. <laughs> Check out www.nose.com. That has to be a URL. <laughs> Save 20% off on touching your own brain. <laughs> Nose.com uh, is... Where the fuck were we? Nose.com is for sale, but I'm betting they want some fucking money for it. Uh, 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 where were we? Okay, so um, earworms. Okay. Yeah, uh, earworms, and they steal the Reliant. And my first question was, what the fuck happened to the Reliant crew? And what happened to Commander Kyle? Um, cause he needs to be on the ship for his computer classes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they got, he just left them behind on, on SETI Alpha 5 where they picked them up. Also, so did you follow the, the order of events of like what actually happened to Khan and his people and the planet and all that shit? Yeah. Like, so as I understand it, um, they were, marooned on a planet that was hospitable enough to life for where they could probably just subsist there forever. And it wasn't like a death sentence or anything. You just have to be farmers. Um, and then the next planet in or out, I forget which. It's, it's the one that they're on is five and the one that exploded is six. So logically it would be the next one out, which would also make sense with what happened to the planet if the explosion pushed it closer. Sure, I mean, like, either way, like, you can't... If if your planet moves in its orbit, you're fucked. Um, yeah. But, true. but yeah, like, the, the one outside exploded, which, no examination of what happened there at all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah which, they just steamroll right the fuck they, over that. They act like that's a very... That's just, like, a thing that's gonna come up sometimes, which... You know, planets explode. I have some questions about that as someone that lives on a planet um 
surrounded by other planets. But anyway, like that that fucks up the orbit of of the planet they're on enough that it it becomes uninhabitable. Which yeah, like would suck dick. I would hate yeah. for I would hate for the climate of the planet I'm changing or I'm living on to change so much that it became kind of uninhabitable for the uh, ecosystem that had previously existed on it. I would hate for that to happen. That would suck for us and for yeah. most of the other things that are currently alive. Yeah, I, I, I'm not looking forward to that absolutely happening in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I really feel like Khan is blaming Kirk for some shit that's not really Kirk's fault here. Yeah, I mean, the crux of his argument is basically Kirk didn't never came back to check on us, which, again, probably wasn't expecting the next planet out in the orbit to explode. Yeah. Because that doesn't, that can't happen very often. It just it can't. Really, it can't it really happen. cannot. Um, the other problem that I have with this, with the, the premise here, though, is that, okay, he, although, fuck, he, it's constantly disobeying regulations, but one would think uh, that if he encountered a ship full of uh, genetically modified super soldiers and left them on a planet, that he would alert Starfleet to the fact that he had left those people on that planet, which means and then, that... Yeah, what, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I did have this thought of like, okay, like maybe Kirk doesn't come back and check, but like someone should be coming back and and checking on this oh oh that (laughs) as well but the point i was about to get at was the the goddamn the ship that Chekhov is on should know what what goddamn system they're in and be able to at least guess that the planet that they're about to land on is seti alpha five and not seti alpha six and even if it doesn't know which goddamn seti alpha it is it should be able to say hey uh captain kirk dumped a, a a boatload of uh hyper intelligent genetically engineered super soldiers on one of these fucking planets i don't know which one it was right one the, of these the, the, the star system should be flagged yeah because it does like con actually does make a sort of like hand wavy effort to address that by saying you thought you were on tau city six and it's like right. that doesn't really like that whole system should probably be like a no-go zone um yeah. unless you were checking on the like ad hoc penal colony that captain Kirk established. Um, you know, like, yeah, definitely not a place to like experiment with fucking your, your terraform bomb. Um, no, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Def- yeah. Like what the, Ugh. you guys are fucking morons. Um, so speaking of the terraforming bomb, um, so it comes out, they get the, the Khan and his people get uh, the ship under, uh, get, get control of uh, the Reliant. They dump the crew on the planet. They call the station where they're working. They're, they call up Genesis Station and they just straight up lie uh, that uh, Captain Kirk is authorized that they need to go there and take the Genesis device. Um, this seems like there should be a better system in place. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that. Um, yeah, I don't know some sort of um, access codes or some kind of shit. If you're making a terraforming bomb, there's there's 
there shouldn't be any question if just some random dude calls you and is like, hey, we're coming to take that terraforming bomb now. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that seems like it would need some third-party verification or something. Um, I love the interaction between McCoy and uh, Spock when they find out about the terraforming bomb. <laughs> I, what, what was that? <laughs> it was when so the three of them, the two of them, and Kirk go uh, to Kirk's quarters to like watch the video of what the thing is. And uh, Spock is like, oh, yeah, that seems like a very dangerous thing. Well, you know what we should. And Spock's like, or McCoy's like, what are you talking about with logic? This is insane. Can't you see how insane it is? It's insane for it to even exist. What were they thinking even making this? And Spock's like, yeah, you're right. So here's what I think we should. You're talking, I care, you green-blooded lunatic. This is insane. It's, it's, it's irresponsible. How can this even exist? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they, that's that's the dialectical. Um, <laughs> that's great. This is so great. They need each he's other so... to, to, to move history forward. Uh, he's just, he's, he's so fucking uh he's so stuck on how how outrageous it is that this thing would even ever have been made that he can't listen to spock calmly explain what he thinks they should do about it no but like i i actually sort of mean it i mean i'm sort of being ironic but i sort of mean it when i say that that like is a dialectical relationship because like without his sort of histrionics i don't know that spock would take it as with as much gravity as it deserves and, and actually apply the full, the full force of his logic powers at it. Um, so yeah, I think they do need each other actually. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, like I said, I just, I think it's very comical in the moment. Sure. It watching. is. It is very funny in the moment. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. Um, um so Khan manages to sneak up on the Enterprise because Kirk doesn't fucking listen to protocol. Yeah, um, this is entirely uh, Kirk's fault. The completely every everything um, that happens after this point in the episode is because Kirk is a fucking moron. Yeah, the show sucks. <laughs> I meant to hit a fart. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this is when fucking Preston dies. So they get shot because they did, they don't raise their shields in time. Um, they get the shit knocked out of them. Um, yeah, Preston dies. They figure out that they can hack the computer apparently on the other ship. So they do that and, uh, turn off the shields on the Reliant. Right. And get um, a couple shots on it. And they're just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, they are they are really fucking going for it, which honestly like um like you don't get a lot of ship to ship combat in the the episodes. And it's kind of it's fun. I I actually like it. I th I I think it's cool. Um yeah. Yeah. God damn, I thought I wrote this down, but uh I, I the note that I had was something akin to like this is like a a spaceship bare knuckle boxing match. Because they're just yeah. they're both shields down and just knocking each other's dicks in the dirt. Yeah, it was like a like a like a MMA match where they're just both strikers and they just yeah. won't fucking stop hitting each other. Um, 
which are very fun to watch as someone that used to watch a lot of MMA. Um, yeah. I have a couple notes from before the actual first, um, first contact, like first combat contact happened. Oh, okay. Which was, um, when, when the, uh, enterprise is approaching the space station and planet, um, Khan says, let them eat static. Um, yeah, which is really very cool line, man. Good job. Um, weird. And then, and then almost immediately after that, he says, uh, uh, Revenge is a dish best served cold, which he attributes to the Klingons, um, which is not correct. No, I. And like Khan is human. Then I then I then he said some other stuff, um, which I basically summarized by saying, bitch, shut the fuck up. Um, Khan is not very cool. Khan is Khan has no chill. Khan just wants to. So I don't want to skip all the way to the end, but his death scene was fucking chef kiss. I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just haven't accomplished nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Good times. So there is that was that everything you had before the battle? That was everything I had, and then we can we can move on. Yeah. So they beam down to the they get to the fucking oh, sorry. space station. Sorry. So before they beam down, after the 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 intense ship to ship combat, um, they're kind of like, okay, how bad was it? Like, what happened? Uh, and then Scotty shows up on the bridge with a dead body in his arms. Which, oh yeah, that's that's part Parson whatever his name yeah. was. Yeah, and yeah, I know, but um, that doesn't seem like the normal order of operations. Uh, oh yeah, that's not what the fuck did you bring a dead body? Like, what are you Scotty? doing, Scotty? <laughs> like, you're on a military spaceship. Like, I'm not saying that death isn't tragic. Of course it is, but. It can't be that unexpected where it's like anytime someone dies, you immediately abandon your post and carry them up to the bridge to show the officers. That Yeah, no, you should That doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, well yes, yeah, you have a medical bay first of all. Take take them there just in case they can do something. But yeah, going to the bridge doesn't seem like the move. Um, no, but you know, I guess yeah, they have very... to be reminded that like when you shoot at each other, people die, which, okay. Yeah, very strange. Was that, did you just fart noise that scene? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, they beam over to the space station and they have to change into space parkas for some reason. Uh, I actually like that they changed into space park is one of my longest running critiques of, of next generation is that they fucking beam onto just literally anywhere in their pajamas with a fucking gun and nothing else. That's that sometimes true, not even actually. a gun. And it's like, yeah. Oh shit. They have like pockets that presumably have shit in them. You know, like they might be actually ready for, 
literally any complication, um, which on the next generation, there <clears throat> never are. So, uh, Bones sees a rat on the space station. Yeah, and he's not happy about it. No, he's not, but that moment was just so fucking weird to me. Why? Because where the fuck did the rat come from? Uh, rat egg. You might as well go ahead and hit the internet button. <laughs> I can't remember what number it is. <laughs> internet. There we go. Um... <laughs> So they uh, fucking figure out, they find the dead bodies. They figure out that the people who survived beam down on the planet. They beam down after him. Kirk fights his son. Um, oh, yeah. Captain Kirk has a son in this episode, which we're going to come back to that later because I got. Some. Yeah, it turns out that uh, the, he banged the lady scientist and now he has a full grown adult son that he doesn't know anything about, which is a problem. Mm hmm. Um, he also, because you already know this since we've seen the fourth film, uh, dies in the third film. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it Kirk knows the kid for like two weeks. It's just, they, they hang so much weight on the fact that it's his son who died and right. he knew the kid. And it's for, someone that has his Y chromosome yeah. and that's basically fucking it. Yeah. Um, um, but so we get shown <clears throat> what the Genesis can do. Well, first con. Oh, oh God. I almost forgot the scream. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So con tricks them or something and tells him he's going to leave them there. Uh, but it turns out that it was a double cross because Kirk was planning a different thing the whole time. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. The Enterprise blah, blah. wasn't as disabled as, as they made it out to be. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, for a while I was like, <clears throat> for a while I was like, how do they not understand that Khan is listening to their their radio transmissions? And then it was like, oh, he did understand that. And that was the double cross, but then it, but then it goes back to, okay, how did Khan not understand that? Obviously, they know that he's listening to the radio transmissions. It's radio. It's very yeah. easy to, to intercept. They keep saying Khan is extremely intelligent, and I, then he keeps doing I don't extremely see any stupid shit. Yeah, I don't see any evidence of him being extremely intelligent in this whole fucking movie. Yeah. I uh, just got some fireworks out my window. That was really cool uh, thing to do on uh, on July uh, or on June twenty fourth. Uh, God, I fucking hate fireworks. Sorry, yeah, um, not fireworks, everybody. Or you know, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it turns out that the Enterprise didn't go anywhere. They get to see the special apple cave and we finally get to find out how bullshit kirk's kobayashi maru test was yeah he like literally just cheated and it's like yeah. that's that's the brilliant breakthrough that he had was just like what if i just took a different test yeah what if yeah, the what rules if... just don't apply to me rap 
Um, which, I mean, if you can keep it going forever, yeah, absolutely. That will absolutely work for you. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't think anybody can keep that going forever. I mean, many, many individuals have managed to keep that going for the entirety of their individual lives. Yeah. Like for uh, instance, our big wet president. Yes. Our big wet idiot president. Most of our previous big wet idiot presidents, um, just most yeah, some of them rich were, people. Some of them were wetter than others. Elon Musk. He's very wet. He is wet and he is just a wet, rich, dumb asshole. Yeah. 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 That's how I watched. We don't need to. Uh, I, I, I have this idea of like going through the presidents and rating them on how wet they are, but I don't think we need to do that <laughs> on this podcast. No. That but might be something I, we do on our own time. <laughs> I forget if I told you this, uh, but I stumbled across a clip of uh, fucking Elon Musk on Rogan, uh, which just just double douchebag hour. Um, oh, God, yeah. And Rogan is asking Musk how to pronounce his kid's stupid name. Uh, uh, and to be clear, I'm not bashing on a child. The child has done nothing wrong unless you believe in reincarnation where you get to choose your parents, in which case this child deserves all the abuse he's going to get his entire life for his stupid fucking name. But yeah, Rogan asks Musk how to spell or how to pronounce the child's name, which, if you're not familiar, is spelled letter X space mm -hmm. that letter that doesn't really exist or have a pronunciation that's the combination of A and E. The show sucks. It... <laughs> anyway, he's he's telling him how to pronounce the fucking name and. Uh, he, and, and even Musk knows how stupid the name is. Right. Which is saying a lot because. And like he, cause he comments that it's, Oh, it's my partner. You know, the name was mostly my partner's thing, which means that he just doesn't fucking care. Like he doesn't right. care any more about the life of this fucking kid than he does about the lives of any of his previous kids. Right. No more than his father cared about his fucking life. Right. He's just a, He's, oh, he's just a, such a piece of shit. Fuck Elon Musk. Well, so we're going to get toward the end of the episode. We're going to get into my invadement against absentee fathers, but um, we might as well continue uh, summarizing the plot for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he leaves him in the cave. Enterprise wasn't actually gone. The sound designer, so the Enterprise decides they're going to fly off into a nebula to level the playing field because nobody's equipment will work in the nebula. <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're just... they're actually well, they're what they're doing. What they're doing is setting up like a submarine drama. Um, like a, that's very much what it is, like a hunt for Red October situation. Um, I do yeah. have a note before that. Um, so Chekhov and and the captain are oh, yeah. still under mind control from Khan, and he commands them to kill Kirk. And the captain um, kills himself instead. And then Chekhov, because he's because he's a primary character, somehow rejects the brain worm instead of just blowing his head off, which would make more sense. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, propose that we, uh, make a greeting card that says you're someone that a brain worm couldn't make me kill. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I lost track of the exact order of events in that scene because I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be that Chekhov's brainworm died because Chekhov was able to resist its power. I think or that's implied. Chekhov's... It's not really made very clear. Because the other possibility was that somehow it was like attached to the other guy's brainworm, and when that guy got vaporized, it died. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. clear. <clears throat> Chekhov doesn't strike me as somebody with a powerful brain, so... But... <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like um, a nice nice guy, but... Mm. Yeah, not the not the, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. Kind of a Keith Nero situation. Oh. He likes it when I make fun of him on the pod, I think. I don't know. He definitely brings it up when I do it, so... So, Chekhov's alive. The brainworm excretes itself uh, out of his head for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, they trap all the guys on the planet. Um, and then, yeah, they, so they get picked up, and it goes into this chase scene where they're flying off to this nebula. And I just noted that, that like the sound designer is under the impression that this sequence is so much more exciting right. than it is. <laughs> yeah. And um, like, and, and the cinematographer kind of gets what the, the vibe, which again is like just sort of a submarine battle kind of situation where it's like, or, or even like, <sighs> uh, like honestly, from what I've read, like, like even above water Navy battles, um well before, before the era of gps was were kind of like this where it's like mostly you're just looking for the other guys so you can shoot them yeah. like that's basically all you're doing is fucking just looking around but there's um, a fundamental problem with the solution that the enterprise has that really pissed me off because they for again they keep saying how intelligent khan is but spock's right. like well he's but he's inexperienced and he seems to be thinking two-dimensionally, so we'll think three-dimensionally, which actually is a good point, because you're in fucking space. Right, no, so, it, it is a good point, but it's also like, if he is hyper-intelligent, there's no way he didn't already think of going up. But also, <laughs> what they do to uh, eventually disable him, you know, to, to, disp- to show this, this premise isn't really thinking three-dimensionally because all they do is go like under him and then back up behind him like if they were thinking three-dimensionally they should turn their ship so that the bow of their ship is aimed at the like the keel of his ship to blow it up from the bottom or from the top because that's the direction that he wouldn't expect the, the attacker like they still it doesn't matter how they get around to being behind him they still attack him from behind which is right. a two-dimensional move yeah man. which yeah you don't need to take his tail in a three-dimensional space like actually yeah. being directly underneath him is a much more vulnerable <laughs> position than than being on his tail um but you know real two-dimensional move jim yep 2d gym everybody <sighs> yeah um 
Yeah. Three-dimensional thinking. I wrote that in all caps. Um, (laughs) Um, so, so the, the, the Vulcan, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Tits, um, gets mad at Spock for lying or not mad, but like, is sort of like shocked that he's, that he was, that he lied about, um, having a rescue plan set up, which it's like, no, it's logical to lie sometimes. Like, yeah, that's, there's a difference between being very logical and being moral um which the show doesn't seem to really apprehend at all (laughs) yeah holy shit yeah the idea that logic and morality are inherently in lockstep with one another is i would say they're very rarely in lockstep with each other yeah like you kind of have to take a very long view of your logic and 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 look at it collectively yeah, well, that's the that's the other thing that drives, just drives me nuts about the absolute uh, the absoluteness that this show kind of like the reverence and and absolute truthiness that they treat treat the concept of logic um, because yeah to your point they're like you something can something's logicalness can be arguable right if you're looking at it with a di- especially when you're looking at it with with a different view with you know one view versus another. Well, yeah, it depends on the outcome you're looking for. Right. Um, yeah, like, the logic of individual interest is what basically drives our entire society forward, and um, that's why everything's going really good right now. Super um, good. Best. You know, it's it's not... People aren't acting illogically. They're just acting logically based on outcomes that we might not really want to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Khan has several death scenes, which is very funny to me. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of face melting off scenes. Um, yeah. <laughs> this whole, First, like this whole, like last act of the, of the movie made me want to rewatch, uh, the HBO Chernobyl documentary, again. <laughs> <laughs> which is very good. I know yeah. I've recommended it before, but watch that if you have access to it. It's really good. <laughs> Absolutely watch that. Um, so he first, his first, uh, de- I, I love after watching, like it keeps coming back to him. I like imagining that, uh, you know, he's obviously incredibly dramatic and he just wanted to have like his big, moment and he keeps thinking he's gonna say this thing and then die yeah uh so he's like sets the bomb and he's like from uh i i will grapple with thee till the end yeah from hell's hell's heart that whole fucking thing i don't know push pushes the button and then it cuts back to him like a couple minutes later and he's still not dead (laughs) i just just imagine him yeah i better do another one in case this is it (laughs) Now, I, like to, hard I, stab at thee. I like to imagine him like, like, cause it's hard to keep that kind of energy up for that long when nothing's happening. I like to uh-huh. imagine him just like checking his Instagram one last time, like <laughs> <laughs> just sending a couple of re- reckless tweets that he never really had the heart to stand behind, but he's like, well, I'm going to die. So just getting, getting, getting his Mel Gibson on, on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the uh the ship obviously is not out of danger yet 
because it's been damaged and they can't get out of the nebula fast enough. And there's a terraforming terraforming bomb that's about to go off into a nebula in the middle of the nebula and apparently create both a planet and a star. Yeah, that seems like a thing that a bomb could do. Just the absolute, um, like the amount of manipulation of, of, of mass and energy that it would take to do that is unbelievable. Uh, 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 just just no no just yeah. no no the, the show doesn't or the, the like that's that's realize. something you're just gonna have to be like sure fine i i can't yeah. think about this yeah because i don't know i don't know shit about problem. shit but i know enough to be like no that no 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 that would never never work no because there's two possibilities one that what I just described the, the the bomb has the capacity to create both a planet and a star around which it can orbit, uh, or two there was a star there already, which would mean that there was a full ass nebula, which I think those are big. I would have to look it up, but I think they're big. I I, I am un, of the understanding that they are very large. Yes. Yeah. So there would have been a nebula within like. A one basically what would have to be a one to two AU range from that fucking star, um, which I am also <laughs> of the understanding can't happen um, because that is of my understanding gravity. as gravity. Well. Like I said, like it's that's that whole development is something you you, you just can't think about. Yeah, you just gotta say fuck. You gotta be like, sure, yeah, the bomb did that. Yep. Um, now we got a star so, and a planet. That's everything's dope. It's dope. Uh, we get to see the scene that apparently uh, was the only way that they managed to talk Leonard Nimoy into doing this movie. Really? Yeah. Somebody's first... been doing research again, which... <clears throat> <laughs> the first Star Trek movie really bombed hard, um, which I can't remember if I, if, if I texted you this or not, but I was reading a, a recap on it uh, last night. And it's just basically the changeling again. It's yeah, you did text that me that. Same exact yeah. fucking story. Which I feel um, like I watched that movie at some point and just forgot about it. But I don't know if I've seen it because I haven't rewatched it to see if I remember it. I don't. Yeah, I don't specifically remember. Um, but yeah, so Spock first has to go down and save the ship because apparently the fucking Ark of the Covenant is what's running the ship. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the Chernobyl reactor. Um, yeah, the core is open. Um, and uh, yeah, he's the only one that can like withstand it for long enough to actually fix the whatever the fuck is going on in there. Um, so you asked me if I'd watched this before, and I hadn't. But I think I've talked about this before. Like my dad would record shit on. Uh, on VHS and then watching the mornings while he was like feeding me breakfast yeah, and seeing me off to school while he was laid off from the golf course. And, um, this is the only part of this movie I remember is like spot going in there and everybody being like, Spock, you're going to die if you go in there. And then like, and then they're like very, like honestly, like very good scenes of, of Kurt going down there and being like, Man, you're. This is this sucks. This really sucks. Um, 
And I remember, I, I, I like distinctly remember asking my dad, like, what is going on here? And him being like, I really wish I hadn't had a kid because this kid's asking me a lot of questions. <laughs> oh. I mean, not explicitly, <clears throat> obviously, but. Yeah. So we get the funeral scene. Scotty plays Amazing Grapes on uh, gra- Amazing Grapes. Amazing Grapes, everybody. <laughs> amazing Grapes. Oh God! Oh no! How oh. sweet the I just had... wine. Um. Oh, I just uh, had the most racist joke pop into my head. <sighs> about Scottish people. Well, no, unfortunately. About Vulcans? Do you know, so I was going to bring up the Amazing Grace thing, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it, but do you know what Amazing Grace actually is? Um, it, the fact no. that you're saying um, is, it means no. <clears throat> um, no. So Amazing Grace was a song written by a slave trader who spent his entire life um, trading slaves and then toward the end of his life got really into the church for some reason. It's almost like he felt bad about something. And uh, wrote amazing... Like, the song Amazing Grace is him writing a song about how cool it is that he'll be forgiven for all the slave trading he did. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I would disagree. I would say it's not actually that cool. That's um That's a good thing to know about that song. Yeah, um like I kind of I guess we're going to get serious for a minute on this comedy podcast, but I get kind of annoyed or or just sort of uh hand wave away the whole thing about like we have to listen to black voices or we have to amplify black voices which just means posting more um yeah but you do need to listen to people and so there's a podcast i've been listening to for a couple years now i think um called champagne sharks and that's how i found out about amazing grace and it is like it's good to know stuff like that because motherfucker like that that shit sucks yeah um yeah you don't even have to you can do with that information whatever seems right to you to do with it absolutely but that's a good thing to know but yeah like maybe like don't read like don't fucking read white fragility like the the this book that is rocketed to the top of every fucking um book chart like new york times and amazon and whatever that is written by a white woman who does hr trainings for fortune 500 companies don't read that listen to podcasts listen read books um 
consume media produced by actual black people. Because you'll find out shit like how Amazing Grace was written um, by a slave trader who thought it was really cool that his faith would forgive him for all of the slave trading that he had done. Watch if there is any justice. No, it won't. Um, yeah, that sucks a dick. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, practically the end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um I, I do want to say like the, like the Kirk and, and Spock goodbye scenes. And like, like it, it, it honestly like got me. Like it was like very like emotionally like, um, wrought by it. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, 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 it did. I mean, they, they immediately undersold themselves when they, when there's like, kind of like that, that epilogue voiceover where Kirk was like, well, I better check back here just in case he comes back to life. And it's like, yeah, I wonder if he's going to come back to life. Jesus Christ. Um, well, and also Nimoy's the voice that gives the monologue at the end. Yeah, but actually, I, I would say that like if they hadn't foreshadowed him coming back to life, that would actually be like if that was actually yeah. like a memorial for his character, that would be fucking gut wrenching. Um, yeah, you know, but like knowing That's what true. we know, it's kind of it 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 softens it a lot. But um, no, I think like I mean, I think they they handled Spock dying uh, pretty well, and and in a way that that. Um, actually got me pretty good and you know i mean we talk about this all the time but it seems like spock and bones and and kirk are friends and therefore sort of characters you can relate to um in a way that the next generation characters aren't yeah their their relationships to each other makes the makes you as the viewer uh feel feel closer to them well i think it's i think it's because like anytime there's sort of a group of characters you can kind of assign yourself to be one of them you know what i mean yeah um like if they if they have intense hang on interpersonal relationships um you can you can be like oh i'm the ex of this of this i mean i'm clearly the bones of the relationship um, in this case. But wait, because how do we apply the Bert and Ernie principle to Jim, Spock, and Bones? Well, so there's there's the triad there's triad principles, there's the four humor principles, um, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the classic example of the four humors. Um, which works differently than the uh the Bert and Ernie principle. Right, but the Bert and Ernie principle is accepted as uh binding religious law of this podcast. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying that you need to have more elaborate principles for groups of more than two people. Like if you put, so bones and Spock in a room, God, this sucks. Yeah, no, do it. I, you, you know, you have to bones. Bones is the bones is the Bert basically always. Um, 
so Bones and Spock in a room that Bones is the Bert and and Spock uh, is I, the, the Ernie. But Ernie is like the the fucking the vibrant one. Yeah, but in comparison to Bones, Spock is vibrant. Because Spock wants to work, and Bones wants to. I don't. I mean, Bones doesn't want to do anything. Bones is depressed. no. Bones wants to freak out about stuff, and Spock. Spock wants to be all. Ser- I swear to God, Spock is the Spock is is the Bert, and Bones is the Ernie. Anyway, regardless, Kirk is the Ernie to the to to the Bert of both Spock and Bones. I'm just saying, when you deal with with a, a group larger than two, you need a more elaborate model than the Bert and Ernie principle. I don't think we do. We just we just solve this with the Bert and Ernie principle. No. No, you need the four. You need the four humors. Or, uh, are you mad? Do you want to make a noise about it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So not only does Kirk uh, really tip his hand about uh, about Spock not being alive, but the last shot on the planet's surface is like, "Hey, here's that coffin Spock was in." Just all gently nestled. Mm-hmm. Just nestled Just right waiting in for here. a sequel. Yeah, I mean, we bitch about like all the like Marvel movies or whatever being heavy-handed about tipping, tipping the sequel. But like, this is evidence that like, oh, this shit has been going on forever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's just like, no, nah, stay tuned. We're making another one. Go out and go out and pay money to see this the next one. You fucking pigs. Yeah, I mean that's basically the it's kind of the the message. It really is. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, morons! We don't yeah. trust you, morons, yeah. to, to to be paying enough fucking attention by the time the next movie comes out. So here, here's, here. here's a here's here. a, a spoiler. Spock's gonna come back to out. life, you fucking dumb dildos. You better come back for the next one. Yeah. We're gonna call it Sp- the search for Spock, just so you dumbasses don't fucking forget to come back and find out what <laughs> what happens to Spock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what we're, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Um, I don't love it. Uh, do you want to talk about the? I mean, I already kind of. I feel like I already kind of blew my load on my dad issues stuff. But okay, that is a that is a very bad way to say that. I feel like I already exhausted my energy on my dad issues there you go that's better um (laughs) but do you want to talk about um kirk finding out that his son knows that kirk is his dad Uh, it it sucks it's really bad uh ever next to nothing about him Yeah, yeah. He proud. says, "I'm proud that you're my dad." Which that- I'm proud that you brought me into existence by getting your nut off, and then couldn't be bothered to interact with the existence that I didn't choose at all cool uh great good movie honestly like watch it 
Um, yeah, yeah, fun, watch. fun sci-fi romp. I mean, we we spent a lot of time making fun of all the dumb shit in it, but like we could pick apart every sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give me the most classic and theoretically unimpeachable sci-fi movie. I mean, we could watch what? Uh, I don't know. I can't. Ex Machina. People think that's a pretty good movie, right? You know, we're just making more bonus content that we have to do yeah. when, we, when you say shit like that. Join us next week uh, for bonus content where we watch the original series episode where uh, Khan was introduced. Oh, we don't get to watch Search for Spock yet. We'll, we'll watch Search, Search for Spock afterwards so that we can maintain a proper uh, standard of doing things in the most incorrect order possible. Okay. I actually approve of that. <laughs> it it makes the most sense for this show. It really does. <laughs> um, get at us on Twitter if you like the soundboard, or if you hate the soundboard, or if you have questions about um, how you should feel about your dad. If you want to uh, send us pictures from uh, Nashville or uh, Anchorage or Kansas City or any of the other places that are apparently downloading our show now, uh, we would love to hear from you. You can reach Jack at who is Jack Gunn. You can reach me at Leal like Neil, and you can reach whichever one of us happens to check our shared Twitter account first uh, at Ship Facts. Uh, goodbye, everybody, and no brain worm could ever make me kill you. Fart noise. Ah.